We had a feeling of deja vu this week as I was interviewing my latest guests, individuals with debilitating medical issues that are unresolved by Western medicine. These individuals took their health into their own hands and transformed their lives. Does this sound familiar? The names and the details may be different, but the story I keep hearing is the same again and again. Today, I am thrilled to chat with Anthony and Stacy Locascio about their journey down the path of food allergies and their book, Food as a Prescription. If you are ready to be filled with some hopes and smiles, stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 166, Food as a Prescription with Anthony and Stacy Locascio. Anthony and Stacy talk about the health issues that left them struggling to perform in their day-to-day lives as professional dancers and teachers. Prescription drugs weren't helping, and the side effects, they were making things worse. They learned that they could manage, calm, and support the issues by avoiding certain foods. So unwilling to keep this to themselves, they wrote a book to share this information to help others in similar situations become the best version of themselves. Let's get this interview started. All right. I am thrilled to introduce you today to Anthony and Stacy Locascio. Welcome. Hello. Hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm so good. How's your Wednesday morning starting? Oh, it's really great. Good. We've we're yeah. flying this weekend to go teach. So I am making the muffins, which are beeping right now. Oh, go get your muffins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. I'm not the things that it. we do in the morning. We we bake all the things in the morning. And then we teach in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's perfect. We're not even going to edit that out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Real life, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk today about mindset, success, accountability, everything that I am all about. And I'm so excited. So, before we get going on all of that, it would really help our listeners to have a deeper understanding of what you two are all about. So I will shush and you go. <laughs> well, we're both professional entertainers. That's been our career for 20-something years. We started when we were kids. We made it to professional yeah. shows. Stacy was part of Sesame Street Live, and I was part of Tap Dogs. <laughs> In addition to that, we've done some other things. We've produced yeah. our own shows with our company, hashtag Tap Life Company, and During our career, we both experienced something where health was making it difficult for us to continue on the path we were on. Mm. So we both discovered Mm. on our own, food is a prescription, really. Uh, We were prescribed prescription drugs and they weren't working. We were feeling more of the side effects than the benefits. But then we discovered that we could also manage these health issues or calm them or support them with 
food. And we both did that. And eventually, years later, COVID came around. We were stuck at home. We couldn't go out and entertain live audiences. We were spending some time on the book. And in on the book, we found some groups that we spent a lot of time in that were gluten-free related. And we found ourselves as dance teachers wanting to help and love others and care for others. And there was a lot of people who were describing the fact that they just found out they had to change their diet, which is something very fundamental. And they were in a bad place or they were struggling or they didn't know what to do. And we started addressing it with the same answers all the time about mindset and accountability and supporting yourself, which led us to write a book. And since then, we've been finding podcasts and places that you know, alert their listeners to ways to make them to be the best versions of themselves by helping them instead of telling them what to do. And we found you. And today we're talking with you. (laughs) I love it. Can you please tell us the title of your book? It is called Food as a Prescription. And the whole title is, let me get this right, a handbook for those currently on or prescribed a gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, and or dairy-free diet. Okay, so interesting. Was part of that where you started to find some reprieve and success? Like, why so specific? For 20 years, personally, I was internally bleeding, and not one doctor could figure out why. And then I met my wife, Stacy, who mm-hmm. was already utilizing her food as a prescription, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to drill at home to remind people that maybe prescription drugs aren't always the answer. It doesn't mean every bit of Western medicine isn't helpful or useful. You break an arm, you said it. But for both of us, we needed nutrition to be on the forefront of what was going to help us. And typically when you see a Western medicine doctor, that's not their go-to. So we needed to make that our go-to. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to. (laughs) No, go, please. You got to interrupt me, otherwise I don't shut up. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Please keep going. But so not only do they, it's not their go-to, but have you come against any barriers as far as people like doctors in your corner, not totally believing in what you're trying? Have you had any of that pushback? Yeah. We try to look for functional medicine doctors or chiropractors because they tend to be a little bit more open-minded and that's kind of where they tend to go anyway. Um, just as doctors themselves. So those are those are the kind of practitioners that we kind of lean towards now. Um, thankfully, my very first rheumatologist was not from this country. She was from Romania. Different um, Yeah. And so she was actually the first one to say to me, you know, I think you should try the blood type diet. And that's even though she put me on specific Western medications, she said, you can use this as a lifetime solution. You don't want to use this as a lifetime solution. Go this way. Hmm. I had had a pretty interesting, this goes back like my whole life. Being a dancer has presented certain challenges to me. As a male. As a male, (laughs) especially from the other guys, right? Which was always weird to me because... They were hanging out playing sports with all the other dudes. Uh-huh. I was in dance class with hanging all, out with all the girls. The girls. <laughs> so I don't know how that measures up. But uh-huh. at one Jealousy. point, when, yeah, when, this, when I first discovered I was internally bleeding, I was on the road and far away from home, and I just signed a long contract. It was very scary. I didn't know what to do. I was embarrassed because, you know, who wants to talk about knowing that you're internally bleeding because of a bowel movement? But I eventually came clean to my company manager. She set me up with a doctor's appointment in the Midwest and the doctor checked me out. And after he checked me out, instead of suggesting that maybe something was really 
seriously wrong or I was dealing with something upsetting. He said, well, let me, let's go to our, my office. We went to his office and his suggestion was that I was a male dancer who was on the road away from his family for the first time. I couldn't come to terms and accept the fact that I might be gay having anal sex. And that's what was causing my uh, discomfort bleeding. and bleeding. It's like, and, and honestly, they, people talk about those times when they just kind of black out in life and this thing's happening to them and they really can't recall the whole thing. That was one of those moments for me because I couldn't believe that this was where after I ended up after all these years of going through it all, getting to high school, my friends seeing me actually date other women so I could squash that idea and yeah. not that there's anything wrong with it. There's, there's not. A lot of my friends are <laughs> part of the LBTG by yeah. three, triple yeah. whatever, all yeah. the things community. The community. But it was just really odd to have a doctor make that suggestion instead of, you know what, something's wrong, let's try to help you. Yeah. No, it was, if something in your life choices is causing this, not something medical. I was like, man, I guess that's Here just going to follow me around. Yeah, interesting. Were you just sitting there with a jaw dropped open? Like, where do I even go with this? I got to feel the anxiety in my chest mm -hmm. again because I really have yeah. never been able to describe that moment because... Like I said, it was, it felt like a blackout moment. You hear that and you kind of don't hear anything else. Yeah. It just kind of fuzzes yeah. over. And then you go into your own thoughts, you know, like, I can't believe this guy is really telling me this right now. This, and mm -hmm. and the guy's still like talking, but all you hear is like the Charlie Brown. Ma wah, 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 yeah, wah, that's wah. a very good way to describe it. <laughs> yes. Do you know what this kind of reminds me of? I hope I do this justice the way I'm about to say this, but this happens to everyone in all different sorts of ways. It can be the person who's overweight that um, they're sitting across from somebody who there's this bias, assumes that they're eating a certain way or assumes mm -hmm. that they're doing something like you're saying, life choice that's causing this without just getting this deeper understanding of the person asking the questions and not projecting our our thoughts on them. So I just, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that the listeners could be going, I've had that experience. It looked different, but I sat there going, I can't believe you just said that to me. Thanks for bringing I, yeah. up that story. I was on prednisone for a while. So that was like the solution for me until I was able to to get my diet under control mm -hmm. um, as far as what foods I could have and what I couldn't have. Prednisone makes you puffy and it it makes you retain weight really it doesn't it doesn't promote weight loss <laughs> or healthy body system function yeah we'll put yeah. it that way and i i'm a massage therapist as well and i was i happened to be a massage therapist at this moment at a gym and i was talking to i was still dancing i was teaching i was doing everything and i, I was talking to i think a coworker and a gym patron was standing there and basically was looking at me like you're overweight. How can you be talking about these things, these exercises that you know that do this or do that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what is happening, why I look like this. And the fact that I have to take this medication that makes me look like this in order to live a decent kind of life. life. Yeah. A decent <laughs> life at this point, at that point, that's, that was really what was helping me be pain-free you know, it just happened that weight gain was a side effect. Right. So makes yeah. us all want to wear a sign around our neck. Yeah, that right. This ex explains this for a minute. Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you. That's a good example too. Yes. How should our listeners, I'm coming back to the book for a second. When, oh, yeah, okay. 
how do they use it? What is, what was your like, mm. we need to write this book because we want this out of it. Well, we didn't want it to be big. So it's not very it's big. Very little. We wanted it to be a really bendy, focused. like handbook. You know? That's why we call it a handbook. And basically what I, used to, what I was saying was if you were given a diagnosis to change something as fundamental as your diet one morning, you could pick up this book, read it at lunch and feel better by the time you rest your head down that night. Yeah. It addresses mindset. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Mm -hmm. It addresses, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Instead, we talk about once you, you once you're told what you can't eat, sit down and make a list of the things you can eat. Mm -hmm. That becomes your new grocery list. A lot of people say, I'm never going to be able to go out to eat again. So mm -hmm. we have a chapter dedicated to how do you go out successfully mm -hmm. to eat? How do, to go to how do you go to a party? Especially with holidays coming up. Yeah, we know? talk about this thing. We address making a food card, which is basically like a business card, but it's got your name on it and what you're allergic to. So you could hand it to a server. So... You know, before you're asking about people not believing, we've heard of family members slipping gluten into other family you members' say, food oh, no, to prove that. See, you can eat it because it's not an instant reaction like, like a peanut or like a shellfish with an EpiPen. It's a, a different uh, type, re of type of reaction. So yeah. people can't see it. We also address how to carry around a food bag because so many times people find that they can't have food wherever they are. But if you're carrying food, if you get into the habit of carrying a little bit of food around with you everywhere you go, you'll always have a little something to sustain you and you'll never yeah. be left as the third wheel who can't eat. You can't just go into a convenience store and grab right. some chips, you know? So you need to have snacks with you so that if you get a little bit peckish. We also talk <laughs> about your new uh, habit, which is gonna be read everything. Just the act of turning things around and reading them drastically changes your relationship to what you're putting in your body. Yeah. We also talk about how it's not just food. It could be toothpaste. It could be shampoo. shampoo. It could be soap. Any kind of soap. It could soap, be a candle. Any, yeah. We can't mm -hmm. do, we don't do well around soy. So many candles are made from soy. We also put a food diary in the diary in the book mm -hmm. so that you could use it to record Bye. what you're eating and how it makes yeah. you feel the next day. In addition, my one of my favorite things is besides tips and tricks uh, is we have recipes in the back. We give you all our flour mix so you could just replace a one-to-one gluten-free flour and bake your favorite things. We give you a breakfast so you could make mm -hmm. your pancakes and waffles. We give you a dressing. We give you a recipe for a, a lemon butter dish for your chicken. And you could also put shrimp. So we give you a well-rounded way to feel supported. And we tell you the brands we use. We don't hold that information yeah. back. So, right. So yeah. it's not, you, you don't have to spend money making mistakes or time making mistakes like we did, because that can be very frustrating. And we don't want you to have a frustrating experience. We want you to have a positive experience. And it's all wrapped around the idea that it's delicious, because if it's not delicious, you're not going to eat it. And so many things are not delicious. That's a really, really a lot of information <laughs> put into 102 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that it was so well said though. And I can summarize you. with you because one food sensitivity reactions to your point are not instantaneous. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's not even that next day, it's two to three days later. Yeah. So being yeah. able to look back 
success leaves clues, you know, that you can go. And then and re- it's a research project. Once you start to realize that you have something like that, now we got to figure it out. And it's not an easy. So you've taken some of the legwork out of this. And again, even if we're just talking food and the enjoyable foods, that's where I think a lot of my clients, other people struggle because all it takes is five expensive items that you purchase that you end up not liking to be mm-hmm. like, I'm done with right. this. Yeah. Done. Like yes. it's money. It's gross. No, where you're going, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Start with these five. We yeah. promise these, you know, and then we'll help you find the others. But I love this. It's so good. Yes. And on the tip of accountability, if you have a food diary, you could be you could be accountable to what you've eaten in the past few days without saying, well, I don't remember. Right. You're like accidentally you're rippling into other good habits without having yeah, to exactly. list them all out. <laughs> exactly. I like to, I like to Mr. Miyagi things. I like to <laughs> focus on this right here when then you find out, oh, it also applies to all these things. I had no idea. Oh, I that's that so good. Being a dance teacher, especially a tap dance teacher, because yeah. tap is hard and you need to really get good technique. So if you focus on good techniques, then the dancing comes easier and then you love it and you enjoy it because you get good at it. If this is a good experience, you'll love it. You'll enjoy it. You'll be able to help yourself. If this is a bad experience, you'll give up on it before you even start. hundred percent. Can I steal Mr. Miyagi things? <laughs> yes, of course. Listen, this is about sharing. Tap dancers talk yeah. about how they steal yeah. each other's steps, but the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is it's about Oh, I like that too. And I want to share that with the world as well. And if I'm really good at sharing it, I'll even remember to mention your name or give you credit for it and say, I I had this this good experience with this person and now I'm getting to share it with you. And that brings the whole experience full circle. Yes, I I totally agree. We can all, if we work together, we can change the next generation, you know, or we can- Yes, brighten the artistic world. So I want to make sure that our listeners hear your hope stories out of this. And let's start back with Stacy. Let's let's start with you again. Like, because anybody who's going, yes, I have rheumatoid arthritis, and I've I've been on the prednisone. I'm not feeling hopeful. Again, tell us, like, at what point did you start feeling reprieve? from food choices and how drastic did that have to be for you? Honestly, I went through a couple of starts, right? So when I first started this, that was my rheumatologist telling me go with the blood type diet, right? Mm -hmm. But still some of the things were affecting me um, anyway, some of the things on the blood type diet. So it wasn't 100% for me. And a friend that I was doing theater with at the time said, I have a nutritionist that you need to see. So I went to her, she did what's called an EAV screening. And it's like, it does me- um, measure your energy, but it it's through a computer and you hold like a metal node in one hand and she puts it to other meridian points on your other hand hmm. with certain foods, you know? And it's it's a very trained practice. So she's not just doing it willy nilly, <laughs> you know, she knows what she's doing. And it basically spat out this whole thing of what vitamins I was deficient in, what foods I could have, how many like of the macronutrients and things that I should have every day and how it should be split out, all kinds of things that you wouldn't even understand that, oh my gosh, yes, okay, I'm deficient in vitamin D. 
great. Now I need this much of that vitamin to make my body function properly. In addition to all of these other foods, eliminating these foods, having these foods. And there was like a sliding scale of um, not good, moderate, good. So you could even factor in, okay, well, this one's like a moderate. So I'm going to have that one every now and then. I'm not going to have it all the time, but I can have it here and there. Um, I really feel like once I started that particular roadmap thing for myself, Changing. that's really where it turned the corner for me. So I mean, I could tell almost immediately, even when I started the blood type diet, but... That, that, EAV that, EAV that EAV screening was really it. And it just kind of sent it into high gear at that point. And I was also tapering down off of the prednisone. So there was a, a little bit of um, an overlap there. So once I was able to show my rheumatologist, hey, I'm doing this thing over here. She said, mm -hmm. okay, well, we're going to start to taper down your prednisone now that you have this under control and you know so that's what we did and it was a long process that tapering down man because i was on 20 milligrams a day and that that is not anything not to mess want. with <laughs> so, so let's just make sure everybody understands this once you saw a clear picture of what you needed that means supplements were happening for you and this tapering down yeah, off so vitamins and using yeah. supplements as well supplements as with and food. foods and, and I did. She told me to change my shampoo. She told me to change my soap. So I started changing all of those things as well. What, and what were some of the things that were in shampoos and your soap that were bothering you? Um, you know, it's just a lot of chemicals. And I think a lot of times our bodies, I mean, your skin is your largest organ. So anything that you're going to absorb through your skin is going to affect all of your body systems. And... I remember you did, you wanted less ingredients. Yeah, less, less ingredients, ingredients and just, um, I don't even more know. More natural. What, yeah, so yes, ones yes. that you can pronounce more or less. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of ingredients now that are even okay, but maybe you can't pronounce them. But just take out your phone when you're at the store and Google search something. If you don't know it, search it. Look at what the derivatives are, that, where it comes from. If, it's, if it comes from somewhere where you're allergic to it, don't buy it. I, I want to add something to that specific point. We were watching The Voice last night, <laughs> and I don't watch a lot of popular television, but yeah. I do like things that are entertaining. I'm an entertainment. Mm -hmm. And Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande had said that she was in a live production of mm -hmm. a show hairspray. and she was struggling in hairspray with her voice which you wouldn't played, expect to hear yeah. from someone like that because she's a seasoned performer she started yeah. as a kid she discovered she was the chewing gum that she was constantly had in her mouth no, for her, for her, her character, character yes. had aspartame in it and it the was sugar -free, aspartame so it, it was sugar-free so the aspartame was giving her trouble with her singing who would have thought so interesting but yeah found that she was able to target identify, identify yeah. that and remove it I love that you bring up this point because I think that the whole identification process is what's really overwhelming for a lot of people. It is. Everyone suggests you do an elimination diet. And I think that that, I didn't want to do that. I was like completely overwhelmed by that thought. Like, oh my God, what am I going to eat? For, and I have to do this two weeks at a time. Holy crap. I'm not going to be able to do this, you know? And, gotta... and so once I got the test and I got the things, right, the test. that was... 
that was key for me personally. Now, some people can do the elimination diet and be fine. And kudos to them because I I can't really do it. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing is when we talk about, I think you said hope story. Is that how yeah. you described it? Yeah. When I think When I think about that for myself, I think about the first thing that really changed for me was I was on a lot of prescriptions mm-hmm. for bipolar ADHD, but I was in California at the time. And... It was the first time I wanted to come off those prescriptions. And one of the things, they were having negative side effects me. And one of the first things I did with food was I took out one item, high fructose corn syrup, (laughs) because I felt like it was contributing to me being manic. And once I took that out, I saw a difference. But I also discovered how many things I was eating that had that in it, all the way to my cough syrup and my cough drops. And I was like, why? Is that in cough syrup yeah. and cough drops? So that was one big moment that really woke me up. The next big moment that I think woke me up was years later when I met Stacy, and she had suggested me just take out gluten and dairy and see what happens for a couple of months. I did that on the road for one summer because every summer we travel on the road. This is our last summer doing it, but every summer we travel on the road teaching. And I discovered that when I took out gluten and dairy, not only did I lose 30 pounds in a couple, mm-hmm. in like two months, but None. my bleeding, my internal bleeding almost was lessening and almost stopping at certain times. And I was like, well, this is certainly something that I need to investigate. <laughs> when we came home was the third time that I really feel like I had a massive realization. My chiropractor, who's also a nutritionist, Dr. Rob, who wrote the forward in the book, Dr. Rob suggested that now that he's seen my dedication that I should take a nutrition response test, Mm -hmm. which is similar in an EAV screening because it kind of like helps you skip the elimination diet Mm -hmm. process, okay? Which is huge because (laughs) it takes two weeks to six months of guessing out and it really helps you focus on just do this right now and see if there's a big change in your life. And that's what I did. I took this um, nutrition response test and I discovered what my body likes and what my body doesn't like, and- which helped me create my grocery list of do's and don'ts. And I discovered that while I could put dairy back in, which I don't eat a lot of dairy, I'm Italian, eat the hard Italian cheeses and probably mozzarella, right? <laughs> or for those that are not Italian, mozzarella. I don't know if I said that right for my non-Italian friends, but for my Italian friends, it's mozzarella. Anyway. We can't understand you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So, so I, I made that change and that's when I was able to stop bleeding internally most often. Now I'm still using my food diary and I do eat out of the home sometimes and there is some relapses on occasion, but when I'm solid and I'm eating this way, man, it's so much better than taking drugs or a doctor telling me they want to cut a piece of my intestine out. It also <sighs> does uh, incorporate supplements. Yes, yes, I always forget. So, it also incorporates yeah. supplements, which is shout out to, what are we, standard process? Yeah. Because they're high quality supplements and I don't like get any money or anything, but I just, <laughs> again, I like to tell people the brand names the so quality. that they have the best possible experience. It's not a secret. I don't need a, a, you to pay me $10 a month for me to tell you those things, like some Patreon thing, which we may do at some point so people can sure. cook with us every day. But mm-hmm. we like telling people the brands because it helps ensure that they're going to have a good process that doesn't waste time and money. Let's talk about the whole, we keep bringing up how elimination diet is, mm. is a struggle. And I'm on yeah. board with this. I, I'm a dietitian, and I feel like it is something that we offer as 
it's, it's offered because it's cheap, right? And sometimes when we start going down the road- well, And it works. Um, it's useful. It's very useful. It works. Yes. But I'm on your page, and I actually want your opinion on this because it is money to get- Anytime we go the holistic integrative route, it's money. It's well-invested money, but it's money. And and then food sensitivity testing comes in the same line of what you both are talking about. It gives a visual. And we have medical doctors who, and I've asked multiple times, like, why are you not a believer? And it always comes down to, mm. it's not evidence-based science yet. <laughs> it mm. is not backed by enough of studies, research, all of that. But what I keep coming back to, and I want our listeners to hear today is it is in fact, it's evidence of something, right? So even if it shoots us back a false negative, let's say it said that you're dairy intolerant, but you're really not, at least it gives you an avenue to, to try. And if it didn't make any difference to you, if that dairy didn't do anything, then you can put it back in, but at least it gives you that view of like these, this is where I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. And and then we'll go from there versus take everything out, add things back in one at a time. Because yeah. half the time, like, and I think you two could probably say this, you're pretty stressed at that point that when you need to yes. do an elimination diet, it's probably because you feel pretty crappy. And Very, very challenging. I think an elimination diet is really, really helpful in a lot of ways, but it's also a very big ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pe- like you said, people are already in strife. And to ask them to potentially (laughs) put them in a place where they have to go further into more strife or another stressor makes them again say no before they begin, which is like we spoke about earlier, mindset, which is why we took the approach we took when we compiled the information and chose how we wanted people to take it in. And it's really comes from a we really try to come from a place of support and understanding and empowerment and enlightenment rather than a place from there's only one way to do it you have to do it this way if you don't do it this way and you don't follow these steps you may not find <laughs> right because that again that's a big ask and i think that's kind of what an elimination diet appears to be to a person who's being asked to do that so while it's a really good helpful thing it was the best thing we had for a long time. But now with things like screenings that could pinpoint what can and can't work for someone, like you said, gives them a more definitive answer that feels real, tangible, and a focused direction. I think for elimination diet, it doesn't really feel like a focused direction. We're not really sure. So we're going to take out everything and then slowly put it back. And people don't have the patience for that. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. Maybe if it was the only thing they had to do, that would that would sure. be fine. <laughs> yeah. But they have to work. work. They have to take care of maybe Children. family members. They have yeah. a long list of other things that are going on in their life. So the elimination diet becomes another harrowing thing on the list. These tests become do these things now, and within a couple of days, you're going to start to feel better. And within two weeks, you're going to notice a big difference that's going to encourage you to continue on. I have to interject one thing because something that you said sparked an idea in me. And I have to say that food was the original prescription. At some point in our human history, we developed prescription medication. And when you're talking about there's not enough research, I'm going to say there actually is because yes, but not the that AMA. was life before yeah, meds. and right. people 
doctors used to prescribe herbs. Doctors used to prescribe foods, you know? Um, so cannabis, I'm going to refute that statement. And I think that you should tell them the same thing when they say that to you. <laughs> I have had more and more guests come on. And this is what I'm loving of integrative docs who jump ship from their practice yeah. into the integrative yeah. world. Cause I get frustrated that they kind of get put in this box of needing to or having to prescribe yeah. medication where it's more right. And there's a really innocent factor to this too, because mm -hmm. I was like, so why, why aren't we asked to draw more labs, you know, like to do yeah. more because our regular doctor can, can ask for yeah, metal screening or, and yeah. they can request all of what these integrative docs are doing, but it's, it comes down to not really truly understanding how to read it. And so mm -hmm. you, it seems unethical or like you're wasting of time or resources if you order it and don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And that's where I see this like beautiful combining of holistic and Western medicine. Cause to your point, Anthony, like we do still need Western medicine. So it's, you know, like there's always this like, whoa, we're too far this way or we're too far this way. Yeah. And like, how do we get to this nice balance of first starting with food first starting with some supplements before we dive into to meds mm -hmm. and meds are that it feels like the easy route, but they're not like to your point of side effects. They mask the issue. They don't get down to the bottom of it and help correct the issue. Or they cause another one. Pharmaceutical companies <laughs> want to create customers. They don't want to create happy people because, because healthy people don't, don't come back, spend money with them. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question because I feel like you two are this beautiful mix. You live together, you support each other, and you both understand the importance of this because you both need it in your own ways. What is your talk with those, whether it's clients, family members, who a lot of people don't have that kind of support in their household. You started to bring that up already. But like, how do you counsel those individuals on hang in there? Uh, you, you know, honestly, not to sound like a broken record, but you need a guide. <laughs> That's why we created this book. So that guide also does things like tell you there are Facebook groups, there are Twitter, there are accounts, there are TikTok groups. You had mentioned the idea of universe earlier, and I really feel like the universe we create around us is the experience we will have in life. So if you don't have support from your family mm -hmm. members, there are other people who are having similar mm -hmm. life experience as you are. And if those life experiences are troublesome, you could find those other people, bond with them or find them, see them, realize there's other people like you out there, which then becomes a supportive group or your own way support of, system. yes, yeah. creating a support system. So maybe the answer isn't always within your family because people in your family, if they're not experiencing the same thing you're experiencing, they can't understand it. We're lucky. Because in my family, my family didn't understand, but they asked questions. But they embraced it. And they embraced it. And they made some mistakes along the way. Yeah. Not because they were being vindictive or mean yeah. or not, but because they, they don't understand. They're not living that. So yeah. from the person, from our point of view, we also need to help those educate. people understand and educate them a little bit without pointing a finger and shaming and telling them. Right. Conversations will help you learn how to support yourself, support groups will help you support yourself. So if you're not getting the support within a group, then you need to find that support outside of that group, even if that group is your family. And I think that also um, brings in the food bag again. You know, yes. if your family's not supporting and you have to go over for a family dinner, bring your own stuff. 
so that you don't get sick. Don't sacrifice getting sick to please someone else. That's right. Even if you have to sit down in a restaurant and get up and walk out, if you don't feel like you're getting, you're going to get safe food. You just said something that made me laugh and I want to say, Oh, (laughs) along the lines of things that are delicious. It was funny because I have a lot of people that love the way I cook. I'm Italian. I grew Mm -hmm. up in a kitchen. And a lot of my friends were like, oh, no, does that mean you're going to make gluten-free things now? We're not going to like them. I said, listen, you can eat or not eat whatever I make. That's up to you. Bring your own things. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And they slowly started tasting. I make chocolate cake. Oh, you can't make gluten-free chocolate cake. Uh Okay, no problem. And then we'd be eating it. And we're like, oh, it's so good. And they were like, can I have a little bit? I'm like, yes. And then they taste it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is (laughs) gluten-free. How did you do that? Again, delicious. It's got to be delicious. So it was an interesting journey watching friends of ours who loved my food stop eating my food and then start and eating request us and then start eating it again and then request things. it. And that's yeah. what happened with my family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We made mashed potatoes. They tried to mash potatoes. They were like, wait a minute. Those Can you make mashed the mashed potatoes Can you make them year? for the whole year? So <laughs> what we find is often you start cooking for your family or you become the one who has to always pick the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But- you're going to have you know a good experience safe. and you know you're safe if you pick the restaurant. Yes. Yes. And you're pulling those people that you love along your health journey. So people around you are accidentally benefiting. Right. You're miyagi your family members. Yeah. And they don't you know you're are. You are. My mom went vegan because she wanted to bring her cholesterol numbers down. And again, dietitian and me knew she already worked out, had family history of, um, cholesterol and she ate super healthy. I was like, mom, I I love you and do it if you want to do it. But it's, it's like, you're going overboard. Lo and behold, like foot and mouth, she brought her numbers down. She's not on medication. And through her journey of veganism, like she's gotten super into, she has a food blog out there. Same thing that you two are doing as far as like, you can do it fun and yummy. And, and now a lot of things in my refrigerator are vegan and not because I have to be, but just because I cook her recipes and I like it. And it's so good. And you want her to be able to eat when she comes to your house too. Yes. Yeah. And I do have her cook. (laughs) I do take a little bit of advantage of her. (laughs) That's another thing. We're talking about cooking. And if you're starting this journey, you might want to come to terms with, you might have to get a new set of pots and pans and things in your house and even cooking utensils that you cannot sanitize in a dishwasher Um, because there can remain previous food particles, even if you've scrubbed them, um, it's not always a hundred percent necessary, but if you're changing this and you're still feeling a little wonky and you can't find that's what where the issue is, I would suggest that's to one look of the places. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people don't realize they have a cutting board forever mm-hmm. and that cutting board might be porous or it might be wood. So yes, that's a good. Yeah. Point. I yeah. love that information. Yes. Yeah. New staples of cookware as well as ingredients that are existing mm-hmm. in the house. Okay. I know people are going to want to know this. Would you both consider yourself like recovered maintenance phase of, of what you started out to cure in the first place? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Life is very different now. Very, very different. Now. <laughs> I lost 35 pounds. I could tap dance comfortably again. I had a finger that was locking, locking up on me, not even thinking that the connection. I stopped the gluten. They all work. Not locking up <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Look at that. 
Look at this. Hey, Look at me. You reduce yeah. inflammation in your body. That's all. Yeah, reduce the inflammation. <laughs> so yes, uh, big big difference. Big big difference. Wow. Yeah. And again, you're living, Cece, with with arthritis, but it is Hashimoto's. not Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's and C. oncovasculitis. So that's where my small blood vessels get inflamed. And I think the the arthritis thing comes up a lot because that's one of those things I was diagnosed with. Oh yeah, you get me. It's just getting yeah. arthritis. But then I took out the gluten, and they work. Well, a lot of autoimmune issues point to a joint pain symptom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's because of inflammation. And as, once you eliminate the inflammation in your body, that joint pain goes away. Of course, you're, as you get older, it's, you know, going to be a little bit more difficult to get rid of that <laughs> joint pain. And it's going to get, it's going to increase. But the, the more you can do on the outside of what you put into your body to combat that, the better off yeah. you're going to be. Yeah, tomatoes. I love that. Tomatoes are another one. I just wanted to, when yeah. you said inflammation, tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes will cause inflammation in the body as well. There's a football player who hasn't eaten tomatoes in forever. Fifteen years, twenty yeah. years, something. Because like that. he knows that they add inflammation. Bomb, well, bomb, uh, bomb, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, and everybody is—it's their own individual journey, just like everything. So, yeah. like, what affects one person sometimes doesn't another, and that's where those. That's uh, another huge one in Western medicine. Right. We treat everybody yeah. the same, instead yeah. of as you know, everybody. Everybody has a different body. We all have a different fingerprint. We all need a different way DNA. of caring for ourselves. Different DNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say one point, and maybe this will trigger something for someone. When I got my results from my EAV screening, I have a friend who's a data analyst. <laughs> and she was oh. just looking at it for curiosity about herself. But once she looked at it, she said, you know, all the foods that you can have are ones that your ancestors ate. When I was, that like, was like, what? Yeah, Are you that makes joking sense. right now? So like tropical fruits were off my list. I mean, clearly I don't come from the tropics. So <laughs> so yeah. it was it was very eye-opening in that respect, where it's like, oh wow, at least that's a place maybe to start for some people and go, yeah. hmm, I'm from whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat mostly those foods that are from that region or from that place and yeah that culture yeah yeah that somebody could start there without having any other testing done and Mm -hmm. just see if it makes that's interesting um okay as we i don't want to wrap up but as we do start to wrap (laughs) up where can our members our community find you oh we have a website it's the same title as the book foodasaprescription.com and the book is everywhere, so you could get it as an ebook. You could get it on the Amazon, the Bonds and the Nobles, the Good uh, Noble, the Good Reads, all the places. And we do have an ISBN number, so if you want to look up the ISBN number, go to your local bookstore. If you're a mom and pop kind of person, you could give them the ISBN number, and they could order the book to wherever you are, anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and then you could buy it from your local bookstore. Nice. Nice. Okay. And I always ask my, my interviewed guests this, if you could wrap your arms around our listeners and send Mm -hmm. them out with one last piece of advice that you hope that they hear from you, what would that be? Be your own advocate. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what the person across from you is saying or doing, including a doctor, you don't have to fight with them. You don't have to argue with them. You could still learn from them, but that's why we have the expression, get a second opinion. Yeah. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right, literally your gut, yeah. then it's okay. 
to walk out and say, just thank you very much. You don't have to be mean or be, I don't believe you, but just thank you for the information. Have a very nice day. And then go to the next part of your journey. Yeah. The journey doesn't end with someone who doesn't hear you or can understand where you're coming from. That just for, puts you further on the path of your journey of discovery about yourself and what you need to be an advocate for yourself. Um, I would say it's something that you mentioned before, which is do your own research. No one else is going to be able to describe you. Yeah, nobody knows you how you know you. you. And if you're feeling a certain way, it goes back to trust your gut, do the research, because I promise you, you will find the answers. Uh, both. So good. Love this. <laughs> So good. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. No worries. Us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining me today. This topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this. I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2022 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping that open mind to the idea that our journey will look different now, five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. Cheers to health and happiness.